What's up, guys? Welcome back to the That's So Dev podcast. My name is Dev. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Whether you're new, whether you're returning, you're iconic, and I love that for you. We've got some tea to get into today. Y'all, it's feeling kind of warm, so, you know, it's starting to feel like summer, right? And on top of that, we got Endless Summer Vacation, the album by Miley Cyrus. I need everybody to get up. Okay, it's about time that you start being serious. We got tea. But before we get into this tea, y'all, make sure you go ahead and follow me at That's So Dev on Twitter, Instagram, and everywhere else. Go ahead and subscribe to that YouTube channel. And my River Music Video reaction is out now. So go stream that. Now, Miss Miley Cyrus, this album has changed my life. Yeah, no, no, no. I need you to understand. I have woken up to being a born again virgin. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a new bitch. I'm a new bitch. I, I, I really am. The way that this life shifted to the, the trajectory of, you know, my livelihood, bitch. Like, oh my God. Like, what is wrong with her? <coughs> Got me choking. Like, Miley. I'm so serious. Like, y'all, this album was so much better than what I could have imagined. Genuinely so much better than what I could have imagined. And, you know, I think from the moment that I pressed play, I just felt this overwhelming feel, like a feeling of just, I don't know, love maybe? I just, when I hear Miley Cyrus, that's all I really feel because all she represents is love. And a big thing, you know, being on Twitter, you know, people have their opinions and all that stuff. And, you know, I I really went out of my way to ignore all the BS just because I know what Miley represents. I know that she made this album to get away from the success of everything. Like she genuinely just wanted this album to be about the music and speak for itself. And I think it's doing exactly that. And something that I've noticed on social media that's happening right now is people are, you know, giving these negative opinions and some people are believing them. They are. They really are. They are believing these negative opinions. And what's happening is people are going ahead and listening to this album anyway. And they're finding out for themselves that, oh, wow. This album is really good and what everyone is saying because they're choosing to be haters because it's popular to be one now. They're like, oh, wow, I can have a mind for my own and actually see that this music is quality and worth taking time out of my day to sit and listen to. Because let me tell you something. I it's no secret. You know, I've already had a podcasting how long I've been standing by the Cyrus. I won't get into that, but it's just the way that each song that I heard connected to me in a personal way, but also in a different way personally. You know, when I hear songs like Jaded, Wild Card, how, you know, Jaded is really speaking on the experience of, you know, it's like the perspective of you viewing this person and wild card is the perspective of you viewing yourself and it's just the fact that each song is so incredibly different it's insanely different guys like 
it just it has something for everybody lyrically and sonically it has like you know even the multiple personalities that's sitting in your ass bitch you got something for everybody up in there too like i need you to be serious like it, it i just i don't i don't get it I, I i get it i do get it but i don't get it because you know money cyrus is a person that constantly reinvents herself like she just gets bored and if she doesn't reinvent herself then it's kind of like What's the point to her? Because it feels almost empty. And I think that, you know, she tells us all the time that she's forever changing. And if her music doesn't represent that, then she does not fuck with it genuinely. She hasn't to her. Like, think about it. If you are a Miley Cyrus fan, then you really know the reason she hasn't been on tour. She's not going to tour anything that she doesn't connect with entirely personally. And I don't think since Bangers that she's had anything other than Dead Pets really that was really worth her time going on a tour. So, you know, I think with Plastic Hearts and with this album right here, I think it's really going to create the space for her to be like, okay, I can really create a show out of this that I'm going to feel because if an artist doesn't feel the show that they're portraying to everybody, no one else is going to feel it, right? And you got to go on tour for several months. So I'm just so in love with this album y'all i really am and the best thing about being a miley cyrus fan for one is the cohesiveness of her entire discography but also the cohesiveness of this album is the most cohesive album that she has ever made and i mean that in many ways i mean where the story connects obviously throughout the album it's telling a story right but it's also cohesive in a sense where it just fits inside, you know, her collection of albums. Like, it just fits. It, it, it is literally a compilation of everything that she has ever tried. And before I even watched the Disney Plus special, and it was like, you know, she said that this is, it, it genuinely does feel like, you know, a collection of everything that she has experimented with. And I said that beforehand, but it's just so funny that she said that because that's how you really fucking know you are a fan. You are a stand down to where I can listen to songs and hear where the inspiration came from. But also at the same time, I see different parts of her life in this music i'm like oh i hear dead pets here oh island is really giving me clear by miley cyrus you know what i mean handstand really is giving me dead pets it really is even river to some extent like there is just so many different sounds and miley is a very weird person and if miley didn't portray her weirdness in her music it wouldn't be her and i think a big thing is People had to catch up. I think people forget Dead Pets. Some people were calling this a commercially successful Dead Pets, right? If Dead Pets had, you know, a full promo and rollout and all that stuff. And I don't really think so. It's multiple things. Multiple things. Like, Thousand Miles? You can't convince me that that's not Miley Stewart singing that fucking song. You gotta be serious. It's time for us to start actually being serious. Because that's straight out of the Hannah Montana soundtrack. Like, the movie specifically. And, y'all, I, I, I don't know. Like, it, it just, it's so... And I, and I hate to say this, but in a way, it sounds like its own version of future nostalgia. Not even, not not in the space of... Do, not, I was about to say Dozer. Not, but not in the space of Dua's album, Future Nostalgia, but in the sense of literal 
future nostalgia. I love that artists who are established right now, they're actively creating music that feels timeless, modern, vintage, and just futuristic. Like, they're truly creating something new. I have not heard anything like these shits on Miley's album. And that's what just, that's what moved me. It honestly, for me, and I know a lot of people are going to be blah, 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 but it just, it does the feeling. The feeling reminds me of when Renaissance came out because I hadn't heard anything like what was on that album. And if I had, it was back in the day. And if I heard it back in the day, it was created to something more modern and fresh and new. And this is what the Miley Cyrus album is really fucking giving me. She may not be somebody up there like Beyonce or Adele or something, but let me tell you something. She can pull those motherfucking numbers. You need to be serious. We're talking about the Hannah Montana, and I don't take that lightly. Somebody was dragging um, Miley on, <laughs> on, um, on Twitter the other day, and somebody was like, I'm curious as to how old you are. They said 18. I said 18? No, wait a minute. Let's back this up. Miley Cyrus debuted 2006, which is about 17, 18 years ago. So either A, this person was hardly even alive or not alive at all during this time. Like for sure, unalive to one years old is where this person was when Miley debuted. <laughs> like, I can't take you fucking serious. I can't take you serious. Like, you genuinely have no idea who this woman is because majority of that time, you were growing up being a child. <laughs> That's so fucking funny to me, y'all. I can't. I can't. I really can't. It's, um, it's just, it's, it, it's one of those things where it's like, how can you really understand the impact of this woman if you have not seen her you know it's easy to get on disney plus and see you know hannah montana just sitting there but to be there when fathers were running in their heels to get hannah montana tickets you know when radio stations were hosting these events it's just like y'all have no idea this girl was on a world tour at 13 14 years old well 14 years old i'll go ahead and say um it's the it's just wild to me and you know in the summer vacation oh wow the way that you know it boosted that serotonin baby like i just i'm i'm still stunned i almost don't know what to say i look i don't have favorites and don't ask me what my favorites are for at least another two, three months. And I'm very serious. And, he, and, and here's my thought process on not picking a favorite. I pick a favorite. I stick to that. Genuinely, like in my mind, I'm going to stick to those songs that are quote unquote my favorites. And I'm going to pay the other ones dust. So what I really wanted to do and what I really do, I did this with positions. I did it with plastic hearts. I did it with Renaissance. Like I did not rank any songs for several months. I like each song to have its own moment. I like each song to have a fair shot. There are going to be songs that naturally gravitate to me right now because what's on, you know, the front of my mind right now that's exactly 
what's going to resonate with me. But there are going to be some things that maybe I'm not thinking about now or maybe I'm going to hear these songs later and these songs are going to hit me in a completely different way. And then now I'm like, oh my God, my top five is no longer my top five. My top five is completely different now. And I just, I don't like doing that. I just like to enjoy the music, feel it, connect to it in every possible way before I judge it. Because if I don't allow all these songs to have the proper space, then what the fuck am I doing? I just wrote off an entire body of work and people don't listen to albums anymore. They really don't. They're just on albums looking for the best song. Listen to the album. If you really love this artist, this is their story. You got to hear these people, baby. You do. You really, you really, really do. And, you know, I think that's a big thing that I'm doing now. It, it, I, it, mainly over the last two, three years, I think that that's what I've started doing significantly more. I've got to. Because... We're in a time when people are just releasing songs really to just release them. And it's okay. And, you know, we can have, we can bring back fun songs, right? But these fun songs that we usually have, they have substance to them. And it's almost like the quote unquote fun songs today have this emptiness to them to where it's like, is that it? You know? I mean, I think Megan Trainer is a good example of a person who can give you these fun songs that have substance to them. Well, it's true. There genuinely is an underlining message. I mean, even made you look, you know, there is a substance to it that you really do connect to aside from the fact that it is fun. And that doesn't necessarily mean, oh, my God, this has to be the most deeply lyrical shit in the entire world. Like, you know what I mean? Like. I think that Miley has done an amazing job at creating music with substance, especially with River, because for one, River is really fucking fun, but also at the same time, River's really fucking nasty and the gays are going to eat that up. It really gives us substance in the space where we really connect to that song. If you are a gay and you're a gay that really, you know, you, you like to throw some ass, kind of hit the cup or something like that. Like, that's really going to be your vibe. That's really going to be your bitch. Like, and what I really like about um, River is that it's a total 180 from Flowers. And I think that's what you need with singles. People like to release up. Oh, well, this is what was successful. Let's release something right in this area. You know, and some people get it right where they do release something and it's kind of like, I guess, different sonically, but not really. And it's like, well, baby, what's the point? I I think people need to stop overthinking their singles. And I think that is a big thing that's going on. I think people are overthinking these singles because there's no reason... There's no reason why you shouldn't have three singles that all sound different. There's no reason why you should have a lead single structure. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Two prime examples why you shouldn't. 
endless summer vacation and flowers. Dead ass. Dead ass. These things, guys, they don't have lead singles. They don't have lead singles. And and and, and here's the thing. And here's the thing. What's a lead single, y'all? What is a lead single? It's not even necessarily something per se that's the first single per se. Because if you're not rolling out first single, second single, album, single with album, you're not really going with the structure of a lead single, a second single, a single with the album. That is the recipe. When you release one song from the album and then you just simply release the album itself, you're making everybody focus on a body of work. You're making them focus on an album, not a single at a time. But here's where I will also say something as well. I literally, I think that the approach that... Nicki Minaj is taking where she's released three singles and when that album comes those three singles are going to be the album she obliterated a lead single structure completely there is no structure these songs are coming out and enjoy them and it's allowing each song to have its own individual moments If songs don't have their own moments, they will be forgotten. That's just how it goes. That's the facts of the situation. And and that's why I genuinely do love it. I mean, that's three prime examples right there why a lead single is not something that you need. It's actually something that sets you up for failure, to be quite honest with you. You got Nicki who's giving songs their each individual attention you even have Miley you even have Beyonce who's giving you one song and then the rest of the album to focus on it being an album and even SZA and I don't think she meant to do it but releasing songs like that individually and giving them their own moment that really allowed people to remember those songs going into the album and people still wanted to hear those album, like those songs. Like, look, I gotta be honest with you, because lead singles they get ran fucking dry. They get ran dry. It's not one of those things where, you know, the song is just casually being played. It used to be that way, to be honest with you. Things used to be casually played, but it's almost like radios have these songs in a full loop. And it totally could be radio deals that's making that happen. You have artists that have iHeartRadio deals. And these artists will be played on all iHeartRadio stations, which gives them a platform to go ahead and chart because radio weighs a lot. And then they're at every single event, you know, and... It's like, it's really, it, it, it really does bug me 
about that though because there are so many artists out there who don't have the opportunity to be an iHeartRadio artist in that way you know and like I don't know if you guys remember there used to be a singing competition called The Four and the winner of that would be an iHeartRadio you know on The Verge artist which means they would get X amount of spins and all this good stuff it's essentially a deal if you win and it didn't do much for too too many people um Maybe Javaya, but she ended up, you know, disappearing. There was another one who won. She was a black woman, very soulful singer. Um, but I think she is more known in the um, spaces behind the scenes where it actually does matter beyond mainstream. Um, but yeah, it's very, very, very interesting to me, actually. Um, I just, I don't like it because. There are, like I said, a lot of artists who do deserve to have these deals, who may be more talented. And when I say more talented, I mean as in, you know, one artist may do reference tracks. Another artist may entirely write their songs by themselves or even with like, you know, one or two people with help or whatever. And, you know, if that's your thing, reference tracks, that's your thing, you know, maybe just flip your verse and that's it and keep the chorus and all that stuff that's fine that's your thing but you won't be in the same category but my issue is that the people that do have the genuine talent they don't get those you know that basis of spins and all of that stuff and it's very nasty to me because it's really taken away from the quality we don't hear quality on the radio we hear people who have deals on the radio (laughs) we hear people who are on a loop on these radio stations we hear people who gave the radio station incentive to play their music you know it's not oh this song is fire i'm playing it that's not it it's what it used to be but that's not it right now and it's very fucking nasty to me i'm so very serious it's it's very oh my gosh y'all i need y'all to understand that shit pissed me off because it takes away from a lot of people and especially when i think of you know miley in the plastic hearts era how she didn't receive almost anything promo wise radio wise nothing commercially didn't really get much at all but the amount of people that have resonated with the numbers the sales that that shit has it's insane it's insane and just imagine if radios were set up to play the you know this song's fire so i'm gonna play it you know what i mean like i don't need incentive to go ahead and play this stuff and you know that's how songs back in the day even like your love you know with Nicki Minaj it was not a single at the time but it was requested it was played and you know it just kind of took off on its own but these days that can't happen (laughs) that can't happen unless you're on TikTok and chances are if a TikTok has gone viral with a song somebody picked that TikTok to go viral and because it's going viral now it's now gonna make that song chart because whoever decided that they want to pick this TikTok today has now done so and who knows could it have been somebody who actually had gotten paid to make somebody's song go viral I need us to be serious the chances of that being true is actually fairly high 
they already do radio deals. Why wouldn't they pay somebody to actually make this TikTok go viral? TikTok has already said that workers do be choosing what goes viral. And that's very nasty to me. Everything is very calculated. And I think despite everything being very calculated, Miley Cyrus has very much stayed true to who she is. Entirely. That's why in this album, you know, you can really tell that she aimed to create a body of work. You know, she really aimed to create something that was full representation of who she is. You know, this album is her entirely. And I think with every song, you hear just a different piece. And she's always put her life into the music. All of her experiences are in the music. If you just listen to her music in a row, you will hear her story. Listen to Plastic Cars through to Endless Summer Vacation. You will hear their story. Starting from Slide Away all the way until now, you will hear her story. Miley Cyrus doesn't need a number one. She doesn't. She's already known. You're already willing to speak on her. She's already won. You fall asleep with her face on your TV. She already won. Endless Summer is predicted to sell over 100K copies and 75K pure cells, which is insane. 75,000 pure cells. Insane. We are speaking up, you know, about a girl who did come from the pure cells era. Let's be serious. That's very true. I just, I appreciate her approach, generally speaking. I think her approach to everything is just, it's genuine, it's real, it's not forced. Ain't no what y'all. I'm just, I'm stunned. I really am stunned because, you know, I'm hearing songs like, um, like I said, you know, Jaded and Wildcard especially. And they just resonate with me on a very, very personal level. And then I'm, I, you know, I'm thinking about rose colored lenses, just the feel and the warmth that I get from that. Like that to me, that song is the title track. That song is the title track to me, period. You know, Island really just, it makes me feel so free and just, I don't know how to explain that feeling, but it's it just, it does feel like I'm on an island. And then with the details, the way that it's just so relaxing, honestly, that song could probably be used on the Calm app. Like, let's be serious. I, I just, Violent Kim, I keep calling it Violent Chemistry because the way that that beat is, it, it, that beat is kind of violent, but Violet Chemistry, wow, wow, like, Mike Will, I, I believe he touched, Violent Chemistry, Thousand Miles, Muddy Feet, all three of those songs, Muddy Feet, Aaron, some shit, out, Aaron, some shit, out, and it almost reminds me, in a way, of Do My Thing, and Do My Thing was one of my favorite songs off of Bangers, period. 
And a big thing for me is like, I it's hard for me to take in every single song because there's so much content. And I think people underestimate how hard it is to take in a lot of content. You have the album, you have the video, you have the Disney Plus special. And as much as people want to think that this is quote unquote promo, it's not. It's just not. I don't know if y'all know when they was on literally promotion being at 106 in Park and all this stuff and TRL and all that stuff. When they were on things that were already scheduled in your face, not something that you could optionally go and watch. Like, y'all don't know what promo is these days. The girls was out selling like on American Idol finale performing like that's promo. That is promo. Miley Cyrus hasn't been outside at all since literally New Year's. She has not promoted this album. She has not promoted Flowers. She's just let the music speak for itself. And that's what it needs to be. And I'm glad that it stayed that way. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, y'all. Y'all know I talk about Miley Cyrus way too much. That is my girl. It is what it is. I'm about to go get me some lemon cake. Take care of yourselves today. All right, make sure you go ahead and follow me on all social media and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. I'm posting more of these previews on YouTube because eventually the podcast is entirely going to go to YouTube. But one step at a time, enjoy the previews. I'm going to post this preview on there as well. And I'm sure we'll have some more Miley Cyrus conversations to have. I'm going to make another one of these podcasts after I process in the summer vacation, but I really want to talk about it now because I'm feeling a lot. I'm really feeling like it's it's really starting to feel like summertime with this, you know? I love flowers. I love jaded. I love rose-colored lenses. I love Thousand Miles. I love Island. I love Wonder Woman. I love every single song on this album. I don't want to skip anything, period. Period. So with that being said, y'all, I got nothing left to say. So I'm hopping off here and I appreciate you. Drink some water and take care of yourself. All right, y'all. I'm out here. Peace.